0: On today's podcast, we're going to talk about push button real estate. Does it make sense? Is it the future? Uh, and we're going to bring over a special guest, Brian Barrero from Thousand One. Hey
1: everybody, and welcome to a episode of uh, Industry Relations with Robin and Greg. We have a special guest with us that we've been wanting to talk to for a bit. One of the smartest guys in the industry. Uh, let's bring on Brian Barrero is the co-founder of Thousand Watt Consulting. Brian, how are you this morning?
0: i'm great how are you
1: guys doing great as well see and again brian has amazing hair you know this morning as well and uh, i'm the only one wearing a hat because i'm lazy and you know <laughs>
2: uh, three middle-aged guys with uh
0: you know a little bit of gray hair
1: that's right. I can put on glasses as well if uh, if that'll help. You know, complete, complete <laughs> You really want to look smart. That that'll, that'll <laughs> just finish the look for you. But uh, hey, Brian, thanks for joining us. Um, we wanted to chat with you because of something you wrote. I think in your Friday newsletter, which was awesome, right? And this was when you were talking about. Uh, I think it's called pushing buttons, and yeah. it was one of the better. I mean, all all of your Friday flashes are actually pretty pretty great, but this one was really cool. So just thought, okay, let's let's have Brian on. Let's talk about what he's seeing, and then we'll kind of go from there. You know, what do you think?
2: What do I think? Well, uh, you know, I'm glad you found that that post interesting, and really, it came from you know, what do I write about? You know, it. it, it It comes from uh, the place of of, like, I hear stuff from practitioners, right? Because like you guys, I talk to real estate brokers and agents all the time. You know, we're out there chatting with people and hearing more and more. God, you know, these Redfin agents, you know, they do these showings and they're like door dashers and they're licensed, but they're not experienced and buyers set up tours with these folks and it's like instantaneous, but then they don't really realize that they've just entered into a relationship with a licensee, and it's just kind of a tangled mess. And, um, you know, I think we're gonna see more of that push button real estate, Mm -hmm. uh, I called it. In fact, since I've noticed this, and I'm sure it didn't come from me, but uh, Glenn Kelman embraced that, I think on his latest earnings call, talks a Mm -hmm. lot about their ambition to create uh, a state of push button real estate. And uh, so I think it's real. And I don't know exactly where that leaves us or whether it's good or bad. But it's it's a new way of doing things, I think, that is going to become more common. And, um, you know, we, we've come to expect uh, cars to show up and dinner to show up and people to jump when we push a button on our phones. And now it involves uh, increasingly real estate professionals. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. that was my thought. I didn't really yeah. take it uh, further than that, uh, other than it's it's a thing.
1: So. I guess one of my questions, I'll start here is, yeah, I mean, obviously, like, that's your main thesis. Like, look, this push button real estate is going to be more and more. But I got a real sense from your writing that you think this is a bad thing. Like the client experience of push button real estate would actually suck, right? Versus the client experience of push button dining or push button delivery is great, right? So... There's a sense where this the, the real estate thing maybe isn't well suited to push button. Is that? Am I re- misreading that? what's your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, well, you know, like most of what I write, I try not to be too judgy, but a, I do. A lot of it is kind of normative. I do have a point of view, right? Things ought to be a certain way, and I think you detected uh, some concern in there accurately. Um, I I worry that it's not going to be a good thing. <clears throat> and I think that not because, you know, there's something I think inherently nasty about it. Um, but I think really that the problem arises because Redfin is doing this uh, way of real estate within a system that does not operate like that. So the the trouble I think arises because uh, Redfin is uh, allowing people to do this push-button real estate within a system that largely doesn't operate like that and so uh, i think that the client experience is right now probably pretty darn crappy and redfin's got like what one percent market share nationally yeah redfin's introducing this thing within a system that's not um, set up for it And yeah, I think that the experience such as it is right now is kind of crappy. It's crappy for the Redfin licensee who's got to dart around, you know, for a low conversion rate. It's not clear and transparent to the buyers. uh, And it sucks for other, quote unquote, mainstream agents who are working with buyers only to have them, as I said, sort of do casual hookups with a Redfin licensee. So I don't think it's inherently evil. It's just there's this incongruity where Redfin is trying to do this way of real estate within a system that largely uh, operates on different terms, and therein lies uh, attention. I think that's kind of Redfin's challenge and problem, even just generally speaking. Um,
0: but that's, but that's I think, this is all being driven by, and I had kind of an epiphany about this, talking yeah. to some other MLS MLS execs of, you know, It's it's like you've invented Uber, right? And you put this app out here, and people keep clicking their, you know, pushing that button to give me a car, and nobody shows up. And that's the experience right now. That let's say Zillow has, and you know, Redfin. I guess more more Zillow here's, you know, pivoting a little here, and what they need to do. So consumers are driving this. I'm sure there's a staff that Rich Barton looks at every day, of. Requests for showings that never get fulfilled, and they're probably in the hundreds of thousands every month. And he does the math of well, if that's average price of a home is 379, okay, let's say that the average commission be 2.5% times 40%, bingo, you know, a light goes on, right? So this is not something, you know, like anything else, it's being all this push-button stuff is being driven by the consumer. And everybody's just trying to figure out what the best way of doing that. I think Redfin has employee agents and you could argue back and forth of like what that experience is like. Zillow has their premier agents or their flex program where they won't even take money from from agents now. You have to kind of be vetted and have a track record for them to even do business with you now. So yeah. I think they're trying to kind of solve the quality Uh, program there. And here's the other thing for, for Zillow's model to work, you know, being able to tie that, the the origin of that lead to a showing by saying, ah, you clicked, you owe me. It's such a, it's such a very powerful, you know, accounting system for them to really, um, you know, make sure that they're going to get paid as well. So, um, so two things, I think consumers are demanding it and, you know companies have to figure out how to implement that in a good way with Redfin its employee agents with Zillow I think they're trying to drive it through the behavior um, motivations of being a premier agent right but it's it's here to stay I, you know I don't I don't think I like it either a, a lot but I mean it's consumers want it
2: they want it, but they're trying to, both with Zillow and, and we could talk about what they are talking about now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: At Redfin, it's like they're trying to cr- uh, connect wires. It's like they're trying to hotwire a car, okay? <clears throat> they can't uh, just, you know, find the right key that makes the trans- tra- transaction turn on in a seamless way. They're underneath the dashboard trying to connect this wire to that wire and trying to get a spark and make it work. And, you know, maybe somebody gets shocked or zapped in the process of doing that. So I think that I think you're right, Greg, that's, that's what the showing time plays about about like, we're trying to like connect these two wires, but like, you know, it's imperfect at best. So um, I don't know. And meanwhile, the vast majority of real estate transactions operate in this non push button way. And uh, it's all kind of a mess,
1: right? So let's, you just brought it up. I mean, I wanted to ask your thoughts on, you know, in the last earnings call, uh, and I wrote about this, I was a little surprised at the direction they went. You know, Zillow came out with the, an investor presentation pitch deck talking about, you know, uh, the housing super app, yeah. right? So it's really taking this idea of the push button experience, push button agent to the next level, where you're not now dealing with Redfin agents, right? So I guess part of this is, there is a sense where maybe the Redfin push button experience sucks because Redfin agents suck, right? I mean, that's what the industry wants to say, right? I mean, I don't know how true that is, but that's what they say. Okay, with Zillow, though, we're talking about some of the best agents now in the industry, right? Premier agents that you have to get vetted, you have to qualify. Um, Do you think it's different then You know, with Zillow? In other words, is the problem with the push button experience the push button technology itself or is it the agent itself
2: well, I, think with, I think with redfin it just to uh, hang with them for a second here yeah look i mean you guys hear the same thing i hear right you know uh, uh, mainstream agents say well the redfin agents are terrible they suck they just push paper you know churn and burn through transactions uh they're, they're no good right so you know that is the the wrap on the redfin agent, <clears throat> fairly or unfairly. Um, but but these folks that are opening doors for people uh, at a moment's notice are they are not even uh, as far as I understand it the, the sort of lead redfin agents. They are literally licensees who are jumping around. So you know I, I'm not sure. I mean this is redfin struggle. They're trying to they're a process based real estate company, as opposed to a people based real estate company. And they are trying to spread that process, that 400 step process that Glenn Tillman has talked about for years, on top of this transaction model that is not about process, it's about people. And that that incongruity just creates a lot of tension. So like that's Redfin's struggle. With Zillow, you're right, it is a little bit different. They're dealing with, you know, a cadre of agents who are some of the most uh, skilled and productive in the country.
1: Right.
2: But I want to unpack that uh, uh, framing a little bit because I think it's framing, and I think it was done quite artfully. Um, they couldn't come out and say, "Hey, look, <clears throat> we stubbed our toe on iBuying, and uh, we're going to go for the cle- complete transaction platform or the end-to-end transaction uh, solution." which is the brass ring dozens of companies came out with. So they framed it as a super app, which I thought was really good. And <laughs> in my world, marketing and positioning is everything, right? <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. The super app, right? Because they had to differentiate and tell a different story than Home Light and Rocket and all these other end to end you know, uh, companies going for that. So like, I don't know if Zillow is gonna be you know, the super app right where you're going to do push button but they, it's framing and
0: uh i didn't take it as more than that maybe i'm wrong hmm. well and then just to go back to redfin i mean you know let's not give anything away from those guys it's they have the most productive agents in the business right you know on a transaction action, basis right? yeah 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 so i mean there's something working there right i mean you know uh not to like you know criticize too much because they they have a model they work that model there might be like all models have pluses and minuses to them um but you know not for them but you know going back to the super app again it goes back to my thing of like it's it's zuber right i mean they're really just coming back to what we always thought is just you know there are going to be a there are going to be a set of agents out there brian that are fine with not owning their limo service right and they want to just wake up open their super app and wait for somebody to tell them to do something and some of those agents I think you know are you know going to be well qualified and whatever and really maximize that and some of them not so much I think whether or not Zillow can you know count on that or or if they can manage that expectations of what the consumers want with those agents and by by calling the ones that are not doing a good job we'll, I guess we'll have to find it's all an execution at that point
1: so but let me ask both you guys this question right so we have this tension going on, right? On the one hand, we have this idea that this sort of push-button super app Zuber experience, like you put it, Greg, is suboptimal, right? And the and these tech companies, whether it's Redfin or Zillow, are trying to layer on this sort of tech-driven uh, process-based thing, right? On top of a transaction that is fundamentally people-based. On the other hand, both of you said, this is here to stay, consumers demand it, Right and you know one of my whole thesis that i started like last year is technology is advancing at an exponential rate right so what we're going to see say 2 3 years from now are going to be things that previously would have taken 10 20 years to develop so we're going to see this dramatic increase how do you guys see this playing out in the long run right were you in other words there's this tension between trying to jam a you know square peg into a round hole and consumer demand right? Yeah. Wanting this type of easy, you know, thing. How do you guys see this playing out in the long run?
0: Great. You want to take that yeah, uh, sure. I'll go. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> let's just, let's just talk about, um, you know, consumers themselves. I think, I think Jeff Bezos has the kind of greatest quote of like at Amazon, it's always day one. I mean, the, the consumer wants everything, right? They want everything perfect. They want it delivered now. They want, you know, the best price. They want they want everything. So um, in this game of kind of trying to please the consumer, oh, man, I mean, anybody using this type of service, anybody dealing with, with, with consumers is going to, you know, they're going to have to deliver. They're going to have to have a push button and a qualified agent has got to, you know, show up. And if they're going to, you know, get a mortgage to them, it's got to be, you know, one of the best mortgage experiences or or title experience of, of, of their lives And because the consumers are going to demand it. It's all an execution at that point. So, I, I look at it that way. In, in other ways, you can look at it. There's, you know, different bands of service or different bands of things that people want. I mean… Maybe first-time home buyers, this isn't just a great experience, but maybe after you've got a, you know, you've bought one or two homes, you will go to a push-button type of service, kind of like I buyer. I mean, what is the percentage of these things going to, you know, I, who, how, what's the percentage of I buying uh, as far as the total market, right? So it's, I think there's room for everybody, but you know, if somebody can nail that experience all the way through, I mean, they're gonna, I think they're getting big, a big chunk of the market for sure.
1: Brian, what do you think? <sighs>
2: Well, I mean, look, if we, I, I want to step back, like 10 steps on this, okay. And maybe this is part of my unease about push button real estate. I think we make certain assumptions about what is good for the consumer, and that the model should be Amazon, or it should be Uber, or it should be blah, 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 blah. blah. And uh, I question that. Um, I think there's plenty wrong with the system such as it is, I written about that for years, both of you guys have too. like, the situation we have now is deeply flawed. Um, However, we just assume that a better consumer model uh, is something like a super app, or Uber or Amazon, when I'm not so sure that it is. And I say that because, and I, I talk about this all the time, when I give presentations, and I start out by saying, look, here, here's uh, what my home buying experience uh, would have looked like in 1991 before the internet. And I walked through that process. And it was a little bit complicated. I didn't have all the information in front of me immediately. But it was sort of linear. Here's the experience today, after 25 years, and billions and billions of dollars of investment and brains and this surfeit of data that I have at my fingertips. And I don't think it's any better. I don't think the consumer is any better off than they were 25 years ago before 25 years of all of this miraculous innovation and power to the people and AVMs and home search up the wazoo. Honestly, I question that. I don't think we're any better off. So that leads me to question whether or not this next wave of innovation and even more meaningful structural change is going to be better for the consumer. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I'm okay, but argument, but i it.
1: Okay, but then let me kind of try and get you to nail down this because I, while I agree, doesn't that have don't we have to define what better means in that case right in other words take like comparing uber to taxis right yeah. like why is uber better than taxis if you think about, okay well it's faster Ah, uh, the cars are typically better. Like you know, like meaning they don't smell. <laughs> You're not dealing with a rude, surly taxi driver sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have to have cash with you. You could just. You don't even pull out your wallet when you step out of the car. So there are specific things we can point to and say this is better. Yeah. Right. What would that be in real estate context? We say, you know, after 25 years, like what's better look like? Is it? Like faster? Is it cheaper? Like how do you define better?
0: Yeah, and I, I would go back there, Brian. I mean, you know, I'm sure it took you a lot longer to find homes back in 91. There was no internet. There was no way of, I mean, you had to rely everything upon the the realtor and that gatekeeper to kind of, you know, do that. So there's, I mean, that's pretty cynical there, I think, right? I mean, there's there has been some innovation that I think has helped, that has made the process better. I mean, I don't know about on the on the finance side, but uh, certainly on the on the searching.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, but to what end, Greg. Like, so now, if I wanted to buy another house today in the San Francisco Bay Area, right? I'd look on Redfin. I'd look on Zillow. So would my wife. We'd favorite things. We'd text links back to one another. And like, you know, at the end of the day, twenty five years ago, I could have walked into. The grub company sat down with an agent who had access to the mls and he or she would have you know basically done the same thing without us taking the you know six eight weeks whatever nar says that people spend just goofing around on the internet so you know maybe it's cynical maybe it's not i just i question the assumption that things have gotten better in the last 25 years but i think your question is the right one rob what is what is better what is better yeah what is better and um will i'll I'll admit i don't know precisely what the answer to that question is other than i believe that most people who uh endeavor to buy or sell real estate never know if they get screwed or never know if Mm -hmm. service they received was suboptimal we get in that taxi and the guy will smell and the seats will be torn up, and we know that that sucks, right? Mm -hmm. If we do push button real estate or hire our nephew who just got us licensed, right? We don't actually really ever know how that experience wasn't as good as the experience we would have received from a really capable agent. Mm -hmm. So it's very opaque. Uh, I tend to believe that uh, a, a better experience is having a highly capable professional around you that is supported by data, uh, supported by technology, uh, but to to say that speed and doing everything from our phone is the end goal to which we should aspire, I think is questionable.
1: Okay, so I guess in my mind, when I think about like, technology advances in general, right? Better is a really difficult term. That's why I was kind of asking both you guys, what how, if can we even try to define better? Yeah. Uh, cheaper is way easier to define. Yes. And I think we can agree that real estate hasn't gotten cheaper, not appreciably. I know NAR wants to talk about commissions are down from whatever, 6%. Now it's more like 5% over a 25-year period. And they're saying that because the DOJ is coming after them hard. I get it. Yeah, but really, it hasn't. It hasn't gotten appreciably yeah. cheaper because yeah. of of this. I think we can agree on that. Has it gotten faster? Because that's the other component, right, of technology. Like, hook, maybe it costs the same, but it's way faster, All right? I don't know if we could say it's gotten faster. Do you? No, I think
0: you, in iBuyer models, it it has gotten faster. I mean, where with you buyer, it has s- correct.
1: Yeah. But, that's but like regular right? Push button, like using a Redfin app, I don't know that that makes it faster. I don't know if we have any well, studies, any an data. Using an open, open door app, it's gotten faster. Correct. So I I was kind of going there, which is like looking at sort of quote, traditional real estate, None. it hasn't gotten cheaper. It hasn't gotten faster from what I could tell. Again, if it has, it hasn't. There's no real data to prove that, right? To Brian's point, yeah, I, I could spend six weeks searching on Redfin or Zillow app, Or I could call my agent and be like, hey, find me a house. It might have taken the same six weeks, right? Except with a lot less hassle on my part. I don't think it's gotten less hassle-y, if you will. Like, now we've actually pushed more of the work, if you will, to the consumer. Because before, like I said, you could walk into an office if you have a competent agent. But, okay, here's 10 homes for you to look at. Now I got to go do that sitting on my couch at night, right? So.
2: Yeah, that's, that's exactly my point,
1: Rob. Yeah. Right? Right? The only thing that has broken that mo- that mold in the past, let's say, five, six years is the iBuyer model, right? Where these companies are leveraging enormous amounts of cash to come in and say, we're going to shortcut a lot of this because we're just going to buy the home from you, right? Yeah. You don't have to have showings. You don't have to you know, uh, redo your house. You don't have to stage your home. Uh, on the buy side, if you have like the Open Door app or previously the Zillow app, you don't have to schedule a showing. You just walk up to the house like, and access it you know through the through the app I, those don't feel like technology solutions to me those feel like money solutions in other words you're just bringing enormous amounts of capital to address the problem am i like what do you guys think about that
0: brian i,
2: I agree with your diagnosis rob i that's why i question what has really improved after 25 years and billions of dollars of innovation i and i buying And again, to go back to Redfin, I think this is this is the struggle of Redfin, right? Which is a company I admire in many ways. Like they are trying to layer something new on top of the old structure, and it's hard. It's really hard. I buying completely did an end around around all of that. Yeah, they end up with ten percent market share nationally in five years, or forty percent. You know, I don't know. It'll be a slice, right? And they completely did an end round, around the uh, traditional selling process. And for some people that'll work great and it'll be faster, if not cheaper, whatever, right. Redfin's struggle is they're trying to, you know, sort of paper mache this, you know, process onto this fundamentally people driven thing. And it's just like, it, it's, I mean, dude, they've been in business for like 17 years. Like, the, the tenacity and the dedication of Glenn and the, the commitment to mission is, like, amazing, but it's so hard.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that goes back to, you know, we talked about this before, Rob, of, like, you think that this 1%, you know, this stripping away the buyer, the buyer agent compensation, right, Um, hasn't moved really the needle, has
1: it? What do you mean? When when strip no, away mean, the buyer's you know, again, compensation?
0: Well, I mean they're they're famous for like they'll refund that back. They'll give that back. To oh yeah 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 let, yeah, let yeah that, Right. Yeah, so yeah. you can talk about all the technology, but even the, the the things that we're talking about now in today's real estate environment, where they're trying to strip away, you know, making it cheaper, as you kind of say, um, that still hasn't really ignited those guys into a into no. any sort of you know wide market share, right? So no. you know, it seems like the tech. The tech isn't helping and the money isn't helping, right? What is going to, what is going to change fundamentally change anything on this side, Uh, at least, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, look, I, I remember doing presentations talking about, if you look at technology adoption, right? Technology has to deliver one of two things, right? It has to either deliver really lower cost, like orders of magnitude lower cost, or it has to deliver, you know, much better experience. So like Uber, much better experience, Um, I don't think, I mean, actually Uber is not not necessarily the right example, but like, you know, Amazon, right? You know, it wasn't the greatest experience at the beginning because they didn't have, you know, Prime and you know, it could have taken five days for the book to arrive. But you know what? It was half the cost, right? It was way cheaper to buy books from Amazon than it was to go to Barnes & Noble and buy it. Right. So they were able to deliver this cost savings. And typically technology, I think, tries to do it that way. Right. Or it's a, it's a significantly better experience, even at the same cost. Right. And I'm, I, I'm trying to think of an example of that. Like, um, maybe travel. Right. And I didn't book a lot of airplane flights before Expedia, before all this stuff came out. But I vaguely remember, it was a pain in the ass. Here comes this web, the internet and says, look, the airplane tickets still cost the same, but now it's significantly easier. You can book it yourself, you know, something along those lines. With real estate, it hasn't gotten cheaper. I mean, I don't think the technology delivered a much less expensive experience. And the experience itself, you know, I think we would, this is the discussion. It hasn't necessarily gotten like measurably significantly better, right? With iBuyer, it delivers one of the two, right? So every seller who's ever done things is sold their home to iBuyer. And you see all of the testimony. They're like, this is amazing. This is the future of real estate. Like why, you know, why would you do things any other way? Open doors, running ads, talking about sell your house the new fashioned way. But it isn't necessarily cheaper, right? In fact, I think a lot of folks would argue that it's more expensive, right? Um, I think to really get mass adoption, you have to deliver both. Like you have to deliver cheaper and faster, right? Or cheaper and a much better experience than whatever you're trying to replace. And I don't know that technology can get there. At least in real estate, because of what Brian mentioned, which is you're trying to layer on this process oriented thing, which is what technology fundamentally is on top of a human people driven business. I mean, so that might be a way to understand it. Right. So what you're saying
0: is that in the in the end of days, there's going to be two species around cockroaches
1: and realtors. (laughs) <laughs> that's not what I'm there's saying. There's not no, be any way, were there any no, no, way this, of technology no, 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 to like... That's not what I'm saying. What, what I'm wondering is, I feel like the tension, right, is between sort of consumer demand for faster, better, cheaper, right? Where that might not work in the existing sort of transactional industry infrastructure, which is built around people, 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 right? And I don't know how that plays out. I think that's what I'm curious, like Brian's take on how do you see that playing out, you know, in the long run, 10 years from now, uh, 15, 20 years from now, you know?
2: Well, you know, look, uh, let's, let's step back again. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll just make a, a sweeping statement about sort of premises. <clears throat> and, I, and I say this at risk of, and I sometimes I think, come off this way of being an apologist for the status quo in the real estate industry. Uh, There's a lot that needs to change, we probably agree on that. And we've been, I think I've been harping on some of these things for decades to no end. But sometimes things should be slow. It takes nine months to gestate a human being, we don't want that to be faster. Right? So why are we assuming that faster is better? faster is not necessarily better for most people. But we're telling people that faster is better. And we're building things to encourage faster. And I question that premise, something should be slow, and carefully considered, and need to uh, be worked through in the fullness of time. So I don't know, I feel like sometimes we're barking up the wrong tree with faster, better, cheaper.
1: All right, so I'll push back on that real quick. That is a great point, Brian. However, I think there is no transaction in the world where slow is better. Let me explain what I mean. Like, If you want to take your time to make the decision, absolutely. You want to take the time to sit with your advisor, whether that's a realtor or a financial advisor, to discuss what decision should I make? What? How should I buy, or what stock should I invest in? Take your time. You know, be slow, be careful. That's great. Once you've made that decision, though, nobody wants that to be slow, right? Nobody's like, you know what? I'm placing an order for Amazon, a thousand shares of Amazon stock. Let's wait a week for that to close. Like nobody's thinking that. Same thing with with real estate. I agree with you. Like people, if you want to take your time and have this amazing experience working with the top pro advising you on what you should and should not do. Once you've made your decision, everybody wants that to be done tomorrow. Is that, I think that's a fair statement, right?
2: Mm, I think certain people, some people want speed, they value speed over other things. But, you know, I don't know, it's probably have a cooling off period, of lots of transactions. Like, we're, we're being told that speed is the name of the game, whether it's home search or whether it's booking a home tour. So that process of getting to the point of the transaction where you actually enter into a purchase agreement, uh, that is being sped up. And that, I just wonder if we're, uh, like I say, barking up the wrong tree.
1: Mm, that's what you're saying. Yeah. <clears throat> I, all I was suggesting was like, you know, if you look at any transaction, there's the exploration, discovery, there's the execution phase, there's clearing and there's settlement, right? Totally. No one in history has ever wanted clearing and settlement to be slow for any transaction.
2: Yeah, but okay. So, but right. we're, we're talking about, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, what we're talking about here. And in fact, I listened to an interview with Glenn, uh, maybe, maybe it was on the earnings call, maybe it was something else, where he's talking about, you know, the market is so fast right now. And that, <laughs> um, right? it's fast. You gotta hustle, and it's stressful. Yeah. And you know, they are giving their home searchers uh, a speed advantage with instant bookings, right? Like, I I would question whether that's actually an advantage because you know the first one to see the house doesn't get it. Like, we're just creating this uh, structure and this technology around speed that you know I don't know. I mean, sure, should it take 30 30 days to to close a home and go through escrow and all of that? No, I'm with you on that, but that's so heavily regulated. I'm not sure if we'll ever speed that up. So,
0: I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, it's like I said, I mean, I think this is an interesting thing. So, I know we're a little short on time. So, let me try and wrap up with – because this was a real high-level – You know, uh, conversation, which I kind of expect the three of us get together. But Brian, you work with a lot of brokers and agents, you know, in in Thousand Watt. Like, if you were a broker agent and you're listening to this and you're thinking about these big push button, whatever. I mean, what do you think they should be doing? Because they're not Zillow, they're not Redfin, they're not about to go out there and build a super app. You know, what do you advise them?
2: Well, given my disposition as a marketing person, basically. Um, if you're good, you need to show how you're good. If you offer a, a a different or better alternative to this emerging push button real estate, then you need to show it and prove it. If you're not good, well, okay, that's a problem I can't solve. But if you're good, you, you need to do you need to get better, you need to up your game, you need to show your value, you need to explain how you're better specifically how you do what you do and i think honestly most practitioners and most brokerage companies out there fall down on that they don't have a counter narrative uh to this new one of better faster cheaper and uh that's that's not a good position to be in right
1: <laughs> but um, from a marketing standpoint you surely don't want better slower more expensive right no, that's the marketing we're message
2: we're basically saying nothing so i think i wrote this in that post that has uh, uh, prompted this discussion like uh, mostly the uh, mainstream industry's uh response to all of this storytelling and ambition around better, faster, cheaper has been righteous indignation, right? right? Well, that's not a winning strategy. That's right. not a winning counter narrative. Like, you, you gotta, you gotta do better.
1: Right, right, right. And I don't think any of us know, at this point, what that counter narrative is, you know, if you come up with one, Brian, I, I surely would love to hear it, man.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Redfin's got a story. Zillow's got a story. Uh, Open has got a story. If you're good, tell a better story. Like it's all about the story, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like,
2: that's where I'm at.
1: All right, cool. Once again, Hey, I know uh, we're, we're kind of getting there on the time. So thank you again for joining us, Brian, Greg, thanks for uh, hopping on you in, in, in sunny Scottsdale, sunny yeah.
0: Scottsdale is right. Thank you, Brian so much. Man. Yeah. I
1: appreciate it. Oh, wow.
2: Thank you guys. It's, uh,
1: it's a fun. If, uh, yeah. So if people want to find you, where do they, where do they find you, Brian? Uh, I hide from
2: people. They don't find, me. Bye. Okay. No, no. <laughs> dot Thousand net's our website. And, uh, you know, we write stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I'm out there. But um, thanks, guys. I mean, we didn't come up with a core definition of better. I think that's... Uh,
1: uh, yeah, Honestly, I never thought we would. Uh, mo- most of our podcasts, most of these don't come up with any solutions whatsoever. So, yeah. you know.
2: Yeah. Well, but the discussion is, a,
1: it, is a, it is a great question, though. What is, is better?
0: I think it is, it is in this space. Yeah. So thank you, guys. All right. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Industry Relations Podcast. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button anytime you can. And we appreciate any good ratings or reviews you can tell us. That helps us out a lot. But we'll see you next week.